Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Heather Steele, Georgina Blasky, and Becky Hull. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. How's everybody? Good. Yeah, really good. Very rested. Oh, oh, are you? What did you do? Why are you so rested? <laughs> we have, like, walks in the park oh. and just sort of got up and out there in the sunshine. It was really it was nice. nice weather. It was, it was really lovely. lovely. What has everybody been watching, listening to, etc.? Do you know what? I have been watching so much recently that I actually didn't even know what to recommend this Ooh, morning. <laughs> God, I know. But I'm going to start with something I tuned into on Friday, and it is called Dead Water Fell on oh, Channel I 4. I need love that. <laughs> oh, this is the new David Tennant one? It's the new David Tennant okay. one, and it's quite nice to have something on on a Friday night. I thought it's that a nine o'clock rare. Friday drama is a very good yeah. thing at this time of year. I often have to kill quite a lot of time pre-Graham Norton. If you don't like Gogglebox, there we go. there's yeah. quite, between like 6 and 10.30 well now you've got one but basically without giving too much away it is about a very tight knit community and David Tennant obviously completely leads the cast as per usual when he is in things and he is incredible he's very Scottish in it turn Mm. the volume up because it is hard to hear at times but put simply there is a big fire in one of their houses I won't say whose because you may as well watch it and it leads them to question their whole friendship group and basically I'm getting the impression that because it focuses on this tight-knit group it's obviously one of them so it leads you in in that way and I think it's going to be brilliant there's loads of little lies and it ends on a real cliffhanger the first episode so there's a lot to it and again very gritty quite shocking I would say I was actually really quite shocked by the first episode just because it's very harrowing and I think it is quite upsetting but it's going to be very very interesting and hopefully justice will be served. Mm. Mm. Oh, God, you should write their description. Oh, my God. I just love David Tennant as well. Anything yeah. he's in. So, yeah, if you need some Friday night viewing. Great. Anybody else of note in it? There's a lot of people in it that you'd probably recognise but wouldn't know their names. There is Anna Maidley, who is in The Crown, and there is also Kush Jumbo, who you would recognise. So there's loads of famous faces in it, and I think it's going to be really popular, actually. Mm. Yeah. Tune in. God, I'm excited about that. I'm going to watch that this week. Yeah, do. Georgina, what about you? What have you been watching? I haven't been watching anything new, but I did revisit an old classic, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which we watched with the kids, and it was like Home Alone for Teenagers. Mm. It's just so funny. I'd really forgotten how good it is, how much his sister hates him. (laughs) So with my two, they quite like that sibling dynamic. (laughs) So we watched that, and otherwise I've been furiously reading a really good book, because I've got book club tonight, and I still haven't finished. (laughs) So it's called Ask Again Yes by Mary Beth. Keen, yes, Heather, you're nodding. Yes, have you I read have, it? I haven't, but yeah, I've heard of it and heard good things. Yeah, it's just so good, and I really want to take myself away actually quite shortly. I'm finishing, <laughs> but it's really good. It's about two men who meet in the 70s, they're both police officers in New York, and they're of Irish descent. And they end up moving out of New York and they're not really friends, but they become neighbours. And the whole story is told over 
about three decades and it's to do with a friendship between one of their daughters and the son of the other one. But it goes very deep into kind of mental illness, alcoholism, love, hate, forgiveness, family ties and this friendship that spans throughout the whole story. And it is such an amazing family drama and it's just beautifully written and I just can't put it down. Wow. So I really recommend it. But I haven't reached the end yet. So if the end's really disappointing, I will obviously have to say, <laughs> don't bother after Update all. Update us. But I can't imagine it will be. So I've been turning off the TV and opening my Kindle oh, instead. That's such so a nice, nice feeling when you yeah. find a book like that. Mm. Yeah. The author you said was... Is Mary Beth Keane. And has she written anything of note before? Not that no. I, no, I don't think know. of off the top of my head, no. I'm not sure if it's her first, but mm-hmm. it's definitely... First her notable. first really notable one. Okay, yeah. good. Oh, good. Great. Heather, what about you? The only thing I've watched, which I'd really recommend actually, it's on iPlayer at the moment, is called Mystify Michael Hutchins, which oh, is yeah. the new documentary oh, yeah. that came. It came out in Australia a few months ago, but it's out over here now about the in excess singer Michael Hutchins, who died in 1997. But it's one of those music documentaries that even if you don't know that much about the band, it's just so worth watching. It basically, up until his death, he was just like loved filming every thing so his friend ended up with all his old film and has basically created this documentary and it's all him doing the voiceovers even though he's now not around and kind of all this amazing footage but I mean he's had some amazing girlfriends who went out with Kylie Minogue Helena Christensen and then obviously Paula Yates towards the end of his life but you see these really raw footage of like Kylie Minogue like so so (laughs) young with like no makeup on sort of like dancing around with hardly any clothes on laughing her head off and it's just I didn't know that much about the band per se but I just really recommend it it's an amazing look at someone's life and life on the road and all these intimate relationships he had and you just really get to see these other famous people you know really behind the scenes and it's obviously a very sad story because he committed suicide but even if you don't love the band it's still like it's only an hour and a half it's really really worth watching it's really hard to articulate why somebody should watch a documentary when they would ostensibly have no interest in that Mm -hmm. subject matter so there's a documentary on netflix at the moment called kevin hart don't f this up and i've really enjoyed it but i can't quite put my finger on why and when i've been thinking about how do i express it on the podcast it's really hard to see sit here mm-hmm. and say you should watch this because you probably don't really care about Kevin Hart and it feels really reductive to say like oh you know it's a good look behind the scenes at a comedian yeah. but there is something about private access to mm-hmm. people who have mm. been in the public eye or are in the public eye yeah. that is just so fascinating mm. isn't it so yeah. I completely re- get yeah. what you mean because I know when you're saying it you feel like you're not doing it enough justice just yeah. to be like oh it's really good yeah it, but actually yeah, it, it can be really good but, but hard to articulate if it's not something that sounds like you would otherwise be interested in it yeah so. and I think usually with music documentaries I end up going away being like I need to listen to them mm. now. I didn't get that with this, but... This is interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I was too young to remember him as, like, this absolute sex symbol mm. who everyone Well, I remember him as absolute sex symbol. Having watched it, I was like, Whoa, he was oh really God, he was beautiful. So, so hot. And he was also one of those people that actually, if you did have that poster on your bedroom wall, it would be like, it's a bit risky because you knew. Everyone yeah. knew he was... He's a bad he was boy. a real mm. bad boy. And yeah. He already had... A, I mean, the circumstances of his death were 
slightly unusual. Yeah. yeah. So he died after her? No, before. Before her. He died a yeah. couple of years later. But oh, yes. Okay. It was quite a few years later. I yeah. I don't know why I thought they died together. No. no. You do see, because they're actually, it's like quite a happy story mm. in general. And then it is just these final couple of years where he's with Paula and is the cause of the breakup between her and Bob Geldof. And then the sort of... He Let's... had never really touched drugs before. He had this sort of bad boy rep, but actually he was quite clean living mm. and just kind of sung about sex, really. Right. <laughs> yeah, and also it was saying as well, like, because you managed to hear lots of his ex-girlfriends talking about him and all really fondly, and they were like, he was a ladies' man, but if he was in a relationship, he was so committed. Oh. Like, and he was actually a bit of a homebody mm. and liked mm. sort of being in a relationship. But he hadn't really touched drugs until he met Paula and then obviously then sort of went off the rails mm. a bit. But does that yeah. amazing did they show the footage of when she interviewed him on oh the my big God. breakfast? On the was big it not breakfast. The big breakfast on was, the bed. She yeah. used to interview celebrities. I remember on this they used to yeah. 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 and oh my god. It was like the most talked about. Yeah. And this is obviously pre social media. This is like everyone watched that show. Yeah. And if you watched it and you saw that interview, which you couldn't just Google and find yeah, again, you either watched it or you didn't yeah, and you'd missed true. it. Well, yeah. what happened? The sexual chemistry between them was insane are they already together no, no they, they oh, met, met on the bed but Paula Yates he's basically <laughs> got this it tiny sort play suit on so her these amazing legs out they basically have their legs sort of like wrapped around each other oh, wow. and like, it's like, magnetic yeah I knew it was on the big breakfast and you could see the cards that she was holding up saying big breakfast so I said to Toby I was like this wasn't on like at 8 30 in the morning though was it like it can't have been he was like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like was a how time. are you allowed to get like, can you imagine on BBC breakfast now legs like, out yeah it's just nuts I'll be googling that after yeah. or really. just watch it yeah Mystifying. Yeah. Yeah. What is fascinating though is how Bob Geldof has since adopted yeah. his child. Yeah. Yeah. I think my only real knowledge, and that's a, that's something that has always really stuck with me, that Bob Geldof, I must have learned that at a really young age, mm. yeah. he yeah. adopted yeah, the child mm. that wasn't his at all. I, just right. think, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. sort of you could argue well, yeah, what the hell was he going to do with this? He wasn't just going to let her rot in an orphanage or something. No, but, well, but, uh, there would have been maybe other grandparents. There was, yeah, uncles there and was um, Michael Hutchinson's sister who okay, really so wanted her, but oh. they wanted to keep the, the, the four sisters, sisters together. together. Yeah. 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 But you yeah. see, obviously, you see Peaches girled off as a little girl as well in the documentary, mm. and you're just like, oh, it's all sadness. just so yeah, sad in that, family. in that family. But you, Georgina, if you fancied Michael Hutchinson, <laughs> as I now really do, uh, you should definitely watch it. I'm definitely going to watch it. And can I just say, don't turn your back on it. In excess, when that comes on yeah. as a sort of Spotify <laughs> throwback playlist, we are windows down, no. the volumes at full, and my kids as well. I love it. No, I do. I do like the songs. I like, but I certainly wasn't like, oh, they were the rock band of the yeah, year I don't think or, I've or ever anything. Heard a song by you were that. If you oh heard I Need You Tonight, yeah. if that came okay. on now, you'd be like, oh my god, what song? It's called I Need You Tonight. Isn't yeah, it? Need yeah. You Tonight. Well, Mystify. They're just so many. I mean, they were kind of anthems. Yeah, well. I'd like yeah. to have seen them live because the footage of the live shows look insane. Super raunchy. Well, that what the that one I know is. So about me. One of your scenes that you get. Definitely not. <laughs> but no, watch it. Okay. Regardless, no, like, whether you're into documentaries, it. it's, okay. it's good. I'm definitely going to watch it. Thank you. Sounds great. I feel like I've got a new crush on the horizon. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk a bit about beauty now. Becky, you wrote a piece on the best new beauty buys 
for January. So hit us. There's quite a few on this list. So do you want to maybe narrow it down? Can you pick three of your favourite new buys? Genuinely, I had real fun doing this oh, straight good. after Christmas because, you know, when you're in like a gifting hole, I came back and I was like, new beauty. Mm. So the one I want to talk about first is Becca's Light Shifter Brightening Concealer. I've got it on today and I'm not joking you. It is the nicest consistency. It's also going to be on Beauty Spot because you apply it and it's very sheer. It took me by surprise actually. So you turn it and twist and it a little bit comes out and it's got a sponge applicator that you sort of dab Mm. on. So it's like Touche Clair but with a sponge. Exactly, but really large sponge so it covers quite a big surface Mm -hmm. area. And then I was expecting it to be a thick consistency but instead, like all Becca products, it's really dewy. It's got a really sort of hydrating texture to it. It's got green tea extract in, which is good for sort of darkness and puffiness. But it has a beautiful coverage that just glows. But when you say it's sheer, does that mean it doesn't... To me, I would think, oh my God, that's not going to cover like mm. the dark surface no, under it my does. eyes. Sheer as in it covers, but it's sheer enough that you can still sort of see your skin come through, but in the best possible way. It's just okay. sort of glowy. It's, it's really nice. It's the opposite to matte, which can get in those Yeah, it's mm. not matte. It doesn't go creased Lay. or flaky. Mm. It's a lovely consistency. Honestly, it, took, it actually took me by surprise. I've struggled with concealers. The one in the image looks quite pale. Does it come in a variety of shades? It comes in loads of different okay. shades. Again, Becca are brilliant for that, but I really recommend it. It's I've put here, acts as a filter and glow giver because it is true. Mm. It is really nice. Can you tell me about Becca? Like, where is it from? It's an Australian brand. So it comes okay. over from there, which is why it's probably all about glowy, glossy skin because mm. the Aussie babes have got that nailed. My second pick, and actually, Georgina, you experienced this firsthand. I have, it's thank you. Drunk Elephant's new F balm. So it's actually an overnight mask. So you apply like a really thick layer before you go to bed, which again, I quite like because anything that works while you sleep is a winner. And it's their latest drop in their big range. And it's got loads of omega fatty acids and niacinamide, both of which are known for taking down inflammation and sort of sore tight dry skin which everyone tends Mm. to have in January whether it's central heating or just general dryness it's a lovely texture again you just need a couple of pumps you put it all over and it seems to work it's magic you liked it yeah so I had put on a higher concentrate of vitamin c than I normally have and I just found like my skin is still now a little bit like feeling a bit sore mm. and kind of little dry patches, which means the vitamin C is working. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's fine. But it was a bit dry. And I put this on just over my night cream, actually. It said you could layer it over any normal skincare. And it's instantly cooling. It's like, it says actually it would work really well if you're hungover. And <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's January, so I'm like, hang on. But I was just like, oh my God, this feels absolutely amazing. You just fall asleep with this kind mm. of thick, cool layer over your skin. It's really nice. Yeah. It's yeah. Because you see a difference when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah I, I really believe in their products, I have to say. Well, did I imagine that their products were on the more affordable end of the scale? This is £44, so it's not hideous expensive, but it's also not... In my head, they were, like, really affordable. Yeah. Junk Elephant, I would say they're very mid-range. Yeah. I wouldn't say accessible, and I wouldn't say overly expensive. I'd mm-hmm. say they hang somewhere in the middle. Okay. But, nice segue, what is affordable, and the brand that has just launched a very exciting drop, is the Inky List. They have launched their new tranexamic acid overnight treatment. Now, tranexamic acid is a big ingredient for 2020, and it was previously only available in really high-end products like SkinCeuticals, so you couldn't get it at an affordable price point. Until now, you can get it for $14.99 from the Inky List, and the idea is it's one of the best ingredients for taking down dark spots hyperpigmentation 
dullness and it has been proven it's actually one of the only few ingredients that's been proven to take down dark Ooh. spots oh, so it's actually very, there's science behind there is it. proper science okay. behind it so it's really exciting to have this on the market because it can be hard to find those ingredients in lower price points and are there any side effects with it is it going to be particularly drying or anything like that no again because you use it overnight and because it has sort of nourishing ingredients that counteract the effects you'd be completely fine i would say even beginners could use this okay great it's a gentle way to try it and i haven't heard of the inky list You've not heard of the Ooh, inky list. I have. No, no, so. I have. Will you sit next to her? I know. I know. I know. I've seen I it in other magazines. Oh, I think I'm always shocked because it's mega cheap. It's that, that's what I thought you were thinking of. Maybe with the drunk elephant, it, inky list is super affordable. Okay, where is it from? You can find it on Cult Beauty, mm-hmm. and it again very affordable price points. But what's brilliant about the Inky List and how it came to sort of fame, if you like, is each product has very simple ingredients on the back and they only use, I think, like max three ingredients in their oh, product. Right. So it's not filled with a load of No, so it's completely that. streamlined. When you look at the brand as a whole on a site like Cult Beauty, you can see exactly what works for what skin type. It's all completely paired back and clear and obvious. So it's a brilliant brand if you've not tried it before. No, I've not. So I worry when these things are so cheap that if they might have the ingredients it hasn't got a high enough potency that it's actually going to do anything as dramatic as say a SkinCeuticals version yeah it's true but I think now formulations have come on so much in affordable brands that you definitely it's not something you need to worry about especially with brands like the Inky List and the Ordinary they have such high science backing and so much goes into them and and so much research before they even drop a product that it's you would be fine definitely oh that's good and I think it's also worth noting that they are good for beginners because they don't always contain as high percentages as like SkinCeuticals or you know the bigger brands but definitely a good way to sort of try things and try new ingredients without splurging your whole month's savings well for more of becky's recommendations for january 2020 new decade all of the above and then have a look at the feature on the site we were all very intrigued by this next piece becky five of the best skincare pastes to try now what is a skincare paste so they are brand new to the market. I mean, they sort of came around end of last year. They're, again, it's come over from Korea, basically, who use seeker pastes in their skincare regimes. I'm coming to what an earth seeker is. And it basically marries a moisturiser and a mask in one. Again, it's another ploy to sort of streamline your routine and take things back to basics. And they're brilliant for anyone that struggles with sensitivity, anybody that really does want to cut back. And they have very skin-strengthening ingredients like Seeker, which, as I'll come back to, is nourishing, it replumps, it takes down redness, and they're also full of vitamin C, prebiotics, and they're just a great way of merging two products in one so that you're not constantly overloading your skin. So which is it more like in terms of application? Is it like a mask where you put it on and then you remove it? Or is it like a moisturiser where you put it on for the day and go? So most of them you leave on. There's a couple that you would wash off just because you should never leave vitamin C on your face all day long. That's just a rule. You shouldn't really do that. Because? Because that's just sitting on your skin. You can do it. Some formulations would let you, but that is a very strong... I I mean, think any acid you should just leave on your skin. Mm -hmm. It's quite aggressive. Unless it's overnight. But I would say the majority in this list and in this piece are all overnight formulations that allow the ingredients inside to go a lot deeper down into the dermis. So that's kind of their benefit because that is essentially what masks do anyway, but it also delivers the moisturising benefits of a moisturiser. So it's a good thing if you 
want to strip back your routine or if you just want to give them a go and see how your skin can benefit but I would really recommend it for sensitive skin type I feel like maybe 10-15 years ago masks were all about clay masks right and yeah. they used to really dry out your skin yeah. I feel like we've moved away from that quite a lot haven't we like I, masks tend to be more moisturising than they used to be completely and I think we're so past that whole like they're not relegated to slumber parties anymore yeah. like, do you know I mean they've moved on so much yeah. and I think a lot of them now could be used in place of your moisturiser mm-hmm. because they've got so many ingredients they're so thick and yeah, they paste all sounds nice and thick yeah, so it sounds really, like, yeah. Really like, a bit like how you were describing the drunk elephant mask like yeah. cold yeah. And like mm, really thick. really creamy although I was wondering does it dry kind of crusty because it's funny you said yeah. about clay masks because I was thinking oh a paste does that mean yeah, yeah like you need to sounds... have a hot cloth to kind of remove mm. it no so because it's still got the sort of moisturising benefits not at all mm. it just sits on your skin but they all work for different needs but they do things like refine your pores they brighten tighten add just extra moisture so they're, they're, they all have unique sort of targets I'd say the Liz Earl one is definitely worth trialling can you talk us through yeah the of best course. we've got Liz Earl so we've only got a few on the list because as I said that it's new to the market okay. and I think it'll expand but Liz Earl's is brilliant and actually it's had such rave reviews since launching it's very stripped back in terms of ingredients you've got Lux Botanicals like Bilberry and Wild Plum which work to just hydrate and then you also have K-Beauty Hero Seeker which as I mentioned earlier takes down inflammation and is brilliant especially after sort of December binge and that's called the Lizelle Seeker Restore Skin Paste exactly £29 that's not horrible £29 it isn't horrible and then you've also got Malin and Goats they're 10% sulphur paste and this has been designed specifically for anyone looking to treat spots so as I said they each come with individual sort of targets with this you would leave it on overnight to let it harden and then just rinse it off in the morning so it completely covers the zip basically mm-hmm. and just penetrates it so you just pop it on the spot pop it on. it's more of a spot treatment yeah. than an pop overall <laughs> oh dear <laughs> <laughs> yeah. number seven launched two pastes actually at the end of last year but I have put in their clearing skin paste because again it is very good for anyone that wants to tighten pores especially which we have had a lot of requests for oh, for beauty recently yeah a lot of people seem to be worried about pores but this uses salicylic acid and licorice to sort of take away the top layer of dead skin and just completely exfoliate but in a very gentle way and licorice. I think actually yeah licorice who knew does it smell amazing it smells really nice yeah, I but I think it's again a lot of people were quite nervous to exfoliate so it's a brilliant way of putting it on overnight and then not worrying about mm. it being harsh or irritating your complexion and then your good skin also using Seeker as I said it's a very popular ingredient I love this brand by the way it's available in boots and it's really underestimated genuinely I can't okay. rave about it enough just again very sort of basic formulas mm. that work really affordable too that's £12 £12 mm-hmm. and this has been dubbed as a mini facial in a tube because it gives a sort of dewiness and it uses panthenol and antioxidants to strengthen the skin's barrier. And it's got ceramides in, okay. which we've spoken about before. Ceramides are known for sort of locking in moisture. Finally, this looks like a good one. Finally. It's like something I want to put on my face. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's so really this pretty. this is the one that you actually wouldn't leave on your skin, if possible. It's the Lixis Skin Vitamin C Paste. So it can be applied both morning and evening post-cleanse. And it basically works to sort of brighten and protect against UVB and UVA every day takes protection against pollution but it's brilliant and again Colette who is the Lixir founder says you can use it every day it's gentle enough but to make sure you wash it off just because no one should be leaving acids on their face so you would cleanse your face pop the paste on for how long then you don't need I think you'd need it on for maybe like 
10 minutes. I but see, she so actually, don't go choose what you're going to yeah, wear. Come back, come get back rid and, take and then it continue. Off. But she does say that if you're on a weekend or if you've got longer time, you can leave it on for a lot longer. Mm. But as long as it's not all day. Sorry, that was an interesting point. I've never done a mask in the morning. No. I always do it before bed. Yeah, just, well, these are slightly thinner than masks. Okay. So you definitely could do oh, it in the morning. But yeah, I, again, actual masks that are sort of dedicated for being a mask and a mask only. Yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. Okay. Night time activity. You're, you're okay. smashing that. Got it. And finally, I feel like I'm asking you loads of questions about no. brands, but Lixir Skin, is this another brand that we should have on our radar? So Lixir Skin is beautiful packaging, yes, aesthetic-wise. Yeah, I think it is, actually. So as I said, Colette Hayden founded the brand, and she is very much from a scientific background. She really knows her ingredients. She knows acids like nobody else. And I think it's definitely one to have on your radar, again, if you want to sort of learn what steps you use your acids, when it should come into your routine. And again, they come with a lot of information on each product, so it's brilliant if you're trialing it or a newbie. Definitely give it a go. Great. Mm. And quite affordable too. Okay, great. Well, for links to all of those products, then have a look at the piece on the site. Let's talk about food now. We've got our resident foodie experts in the building. So, Heather, 10 food trends to try this year. This is a feature. I think I request this every January. Because I <laughs> love it. I remember once. It must have been my first year here, so it must have been going into 2017. And it was like, eggs. Eggs are going to be big for 2017. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, eggs, come on. And they were. Yeah. They exploded. Eggs were everywhere. So, sheer luck, we really know what we're talking about when it comes to this. It is fun. Um, I was looking at last year's one. Yes, uh, being like shit did I get this right no yeah no so yeah sort of more food hauls that did yes, happen it did. more gut friendly fare that yeah. happened yeah. CBD drinks that yeah. everywhere everywhere yeah. yeah so yeah jackfruit the continuing oh, trend yeah. can I just say I've been a real sceptic about jackfruit and I think I have bashed it on this podcast and we have spoken about it recently we have. Yeah. but on the show last week was Rachel Ammer who is an amazing vegan chef and she cooked jackfruit fritters with me on the show isn't I stood there while she cooked jackfruit <laughs> fritters and oh my god they were so delicious I really implore everybody to go and have a look at the recipe on YouTube and follow it and try it at mm. home because it made me see jackfruit in a whole other light yeah, and I like jackfruit yeah the Benugo sandwich is not the way to try no. jackfruit but Rachel Ammer's jackfruit fritters definitely are yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, I interrupted. So tell us, what is on the list, the 10 food trends that are going to be big for 2020? So number one, milk punch. Mm. So there's lots of bars at the <laughs> moment that are basically putting milk in cocktails, such Ooh. as Lioness, the Bloomsbury Club bar, the Beaufort bar, they're all using milk as a base for cocktails. And I'm really surprised about that because in the rest of our lives, we're all moving away from milk. So yes. where's that come from? Who knows? Uh, okay. Apparently, uh, yeah, about five years ago, lots of very, very experimental bars we're using it but now it's kind of done okay. that thing where it takes a while for mm. it to sink filter down in, exactly mm. but yeah apparently that is what we'll be drinking this year I'm just reading one <laughs> of the ingredients on the version at the Beaufort bar the cocktail is the twice shy and it says it's milk mixed with rum, vermouth, salted pistachio yogurt, earl grey, vanilla and lime. That sounds absolutely incredible. Doesn't it? Yes. Both foot bar's really good as well. Yes. Mm. Definitely. Okay, I feel really yes. good about it now. You feel fine. okay. Yeah, fine. yeah it's it not now. like you're drinking a milkshake or no. anything like that. It's just a sort of a basis. A splash. Yes. Yeah. Splashing. Okay, no. sorry. Next no, up. Uh, one I hope comes true is posh sandwiches because basically there's loads of 
really good sandwich shops that are reopening, so kind of reinvigorating lunch. I put here, I've loved Max's sandwich shop for a very long he time. He was on Sunday Brunch last week. Oh, was it? And he makes a good sandwich. Oh. <laughs> he said something which I really agree with and have like never said out loud before, which is that he doesn't think sourdough is a very good sandwich bread. And I think that is so insightful. Yeah, I think he likes a classic bloomer for yeah. his sandwich. To be I honest, really I'd helps. agree with, it's too chewy. It's too yeah, the crust is too hard. What do you really get hard from to bite that? Into a yeah. Crust. Yeah. It's, yeah. I actually find it a stressful experience. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely better toasted. Yeah, so. definitely. But one of his sandwiches is ham, egg and chips, which is basically slow-cooked ham hock, fried egg, shoestring fries, piccalilli, malt vinegar mayo. Oh my mayo. God, that yes. sounds sensational. It's in Crouch Hill. It's definitely worth Where was Crouch a... Hill? Is that like Crouch End? Yeah, right? that okay. sort of neck of the woods. We should definitely delicious. head up there. Um, but there's also so Sons and Daughters and Bodega Ritas have both opened in Cold Drops Yard recently. And then there's Arcade Food Theatre have got this... Iberian katsu sando which Ooh. was like one of the most Instagram dishes in London remember, last yes. year and I've tried it and it is bloody great but you do have to keep often and that is with can we just say that's yeah. Japanese inspired brioche filled with deep fried Iberian pork neck shredded cabbage raspberry brown sauce and exo shallot sauce the actual bread is kind of I don't know how they do it but it's the, almost like a toasty but it's not like it's really crispy and almost like the whole thing's been deep fried but it absolutely hasn't oh. but it's just all like Basically, all kind of holds together very well. That sounds amazing. Oh, that, I love yes. all this. Kind of bring back the milk. Bring exactly. back the bread. Yeah. Yes. I'm True. with you. I am. 100%. Thank God for 2020. <laughs> well, I think we reached peak substitution, maybe, yeah. or peak. I don't know. Peak gut health. health obsession. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe it's we'll always a backlash. Rebellion, <laughs> or just room for everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Flexitarian. Speaking yeah. of which, <laughs> another one is sparkling teas, which Ooh. are non-alcoholic tea that people have started adding a bit of effervescence to and selling in really beautiful bottles so Fortnum and Mason do their own one so it looks as though it's a sort of a nice fizz but it's actually non-alcoholic and actually very very tasty mm. oh. so yep that if you're wanting something for dry January which mm-hmm. by the way I'm not doing anymore so oh, yeah. that lasted I lasted 10 days <laughs> wait hang on hang on we talked extensively about this in last week's podcast that's why I was like I better come to yeah come on <laughs> that's like, what happened so I did really well and then I went you for the first, the no, 10 days is, I, as in I was successful I'd yeah. been to the pub even and hadn't had a drink but then yeah I went for a PR meeting with two very lovely PRs and basically it was at this lovely restaurant called Rabbit on the King's Road oh, but nice, they make it? all their yeah. own wine so oh. straight away they were like oh but you know we've got our own vineyard and we've got this and we've got this and you like need to try it so yeah I Just did <laughs> I was like okay, came in this morning she was like I've given up dry January I yeah like, oh. I know <laughs> so once you fell off the wagon did you then continue you I know, went to I'm the pub on Friday night yeah, yeah once I got back um, hang on so this happened on what day on Friday <laughs> on Friday say, yeah you, I thought you kept it secret for like oh, the whole no, week no 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 so it's still girl. quite a new thing but then yeah on Saturday I had a non-alcoholic beer okay, I had well one done. yesterday as well so yeah I'm I half of me is like maybe if I just do the first of February dry then I've done the full 31 days but just not in order yeah <laughs> oh, I see just keep it that's, yeah. true. That's, that's true, true. that's true yeah. well I think it's very impressive that you're even doing any of it personally yeah, yeah me too so, let's anyway, see um, <laughs> another one is vegan patisserie which we all tried I think or hopefully you did Pret sent in their new the very berry fruity vegan 
croissants mm. that were sent in last week. I didn't try them. Were they nice? They were good, yeah. yeah. I think it tasted more like a Danish because it mm. didn't have that butteriness or the texture and it had loads of jam in. Yes. So it's almost, it had a taste of donut. It was very nice. But yeah. still nice. Yeah. yeah. Quite satisfying. Not the croissants. I, can, I mean, how could you make a croissant without yeah. butter? You yeah. can't. Yeah. Really. So didn't have the lamination. But mm. yeah. Tasty, because most pastry has butter in, so at least now vegans can have that. Uh, we've also got canned drinks, which I know you've done uh, a feature on before, Georgina, but it's definitely yes. the rise and continuation of... I know, love a tinny. Yes. I literally love a tinny. <laughs> but this <laughs> is also referring to like tinned canned water. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, everyone. Not <laughs> yet. <laughs> called canner. <laughs> exactly. Canner water. Yeah. Obviously, plastic backlash. It's yeah. much more easy to. No one's going to carry, you know, like glass bottles of water yeah. around with them. And you know, when you have accidentally forgotten your chili, then mm. it's good. It's much easier to yeah recycle a canner than it is. Yeah. Plastic bottle. I know yeah. the guys behind Canada they do. as well. It's and very they, good idea. Yeah, they've been plugging along with it for a long, long time. Aww. And yeah, good on them. Good for them. Uh, we've also got crudo, so sort of raw seafood, but that's popping up at lots of different restaurants around. Some places are even launching, you know, like crudo bars. Mm. So another nice, healthy way of doing things. Um, can you tell us about the one you had at Wild by Tart? Yes, so that was trout crudo with green tiger's milk, mezcal, avocado salsa and crisp oh, corn. So nice. It feels healthy as well. It's a bit, you know... Yeah, it does, it does. It's like sweet shoe. It's like yeah. The other one is Filipino cuisine. Interesting. What is Filipino cuisine? Like, it's kind of barbecue. Okay. So yeah, just like lots of meats and fresh right. salads and mm. things. But yeah, Bong Bong's Manila Canteen. I don't know if anyone saw my million pound menu that was a BBC Two programme last year. But yeah, they won a, one of the heats to kind of start their own restaurant from a street food initiative. So yeah, that's opened up and is going really well. There's also one called Sarap, which is opening in Brixton Village next week. So there just seems okay. to be a lot more of that kind of appearing on menus. And it sounds quite healthy as well. Like one of the Sarap recipes that you've got in here is slurry roasted pork belly stuff with lemongrass, ginger, garlic, chili, coconut vinegar and soy. Sauce, exactly. Yum. Yeah, so Delicious. you know, like lots of barbecued meat and things, but also, yeah, fresh salads, mm-hmm. nice vegetables. So, another one is barbecued puddings. Ooh, fascinating. Um, I know we've all been enjoying grilled peaches with cheese mm. and ham, but yeah, I think apparently there's going to be a lot more of that this year instead of just barbecued bananas, just basically barbecuing everything inside, uh, whether it's sweet or savory. R- strawberry and rhubarb risotto over charcoal. Yeah, I mean, that sounds nice, doesn't it? And also, I, I, I like to the sound of the. <laughs> I do. I I think that sounds Is it like a rice pudding? I yeah, suppose. probably, but you're probably cooking it over the barbecue yeah, okay. to try and, you know, make use of those coals. Yeah. I liked the sound of one of the suggestions here was uh, roasted coconut with chilli and basil ice cream. Mm, that Ooh, does that sound yeah, nice that does and refreshing. Sound and I like, like, a grilled pineapple or something exactly. like that. Exactly, well, so yeah. Not, mm. Easy. And then there's, yeah, the rise and continuation again of low-waste kitchens, so silo which opened up in hackney wick at the end of last year the uk's first zero waste restaurant so it was originally in brighton it's now moved to london but yeah yeah, they're just doing absolutely everything they can to just not use or to actually use absolutely everything and there's loads of other restaurants like cub allegra organic spring native they're all doing that kind of thing Mm -hmm. as well so that's only a good thing and then finally similar vein but yeah zero packaging so there's the whole waitrose 
trial last year called Unpacked, where in certain stores around the UK, they've tried to see what happens when shoppers are faced with a, a packaging-free zone. It's like a pick-and-mix vibe. Exactly, yeah, yeah, for pasta and frozen mm. vegetables as well. And apparently, I didn't include the stat in this, but I think 75 percent of shoppers have been sort of opting to use that so i think they're obviously looking at rolling it out Mm -hmm. so yeah i would do that yeah mad getting all that stuff in packaging i think think you just need to remember don't you know like now we've all got used to like having our bags for life with us Mm. at all times i think you know with those you just need to be prepared to go with you you can't just pop in basically you need to have all your stuff to make sure the first time you do it you get everything then and then each time exactly space in the boot or whatever thank you so much Helen actually that leads us very nicely onto a feature Georgina that you wrote how to sort leftovers safely I have to say I think this is my favourite product roundup barring fashion obviously that we have done on Shilax in the longest time because you've included so many fascinating things and I honestly went straight onto Amazon and ordered just a load of them because these are all so interesting do you want to talk us through your favourites? Well, yes. So the hero product to me of this is the eco-friendly silicon stretch lid. So I was at the Country Living Christmas Fair in very early December and there was a lady doing the most brilliant it was like QVC came to life right in front of me. She was stretching the lids round rectangular dishes, jam jars, you name it. And they just looked amazing. And I thought, I definitely need some of these. And it just really got me thinking about how we store things and how you often don't really make the most of your leftovers and things aren't stored properly and then very quickly you discard it which is I mean how many of us put something in the fridge and two days later just throw it away yeah all the time so the whole idea was really about you can't just store things any which way there is a way to store certain different food types so we go into that in the feature and I think apart from the stretch lids obviously the reusable food wraps the bees wax wraps yeah. are having a having big a moment. moment in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Heather, you um, said you got some for Christmas. Yeah, my mum bought, I was like, what on earth? <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, they're really handy. I really like them. Not everyone in my household likes them because they've got a bit of a, a strange... <laughs> the two of you. Yeah, of the two of us, yeah. <laughs> I like them. And they've got a strange texture. It is. It does look a bit like you're wrapping something in an old dishcloth. Okay. But yeah, they're naturally antibacterial, better than using cling film. Yeah. And yeah, I'm kind of, as long as you wash them correctly, I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. in a bit of a rut where I've stopped buying cling film because I just feel like it's just mm-hmm. so awful but I haven't yet replaced it with anything You're just so using more tin foil, foil yeah. exactly yeah, so yeah. I, this, I absolutely need to get some of these well yeah, I think handy. if you combined your stretchy lids with your beeswax wrap you've probably got quite all well. bases covered <laughs> exactly can I just ask about the stretchy lids presumably they're multiple sizes and you need different ones or do they really stretch over all different shapes they are I would get multiple sizes okay. However, most of them come in a pack with multiple sizes, right. but a round one will go over a rectangular dish. Clever. Okay, fine. Yeah. So it's not just And then there are ways as well that you can actually, the way you put the lid, this is going to be quite <laughs> specific for a minute, but there's a way that when you put the lid over the rim, if you kind of leave a little hole and push down, mm-hmm. you can vacuum seal the dish <gasps> so it will last even longer. Okay, that's um, so clever. So it's not just a cover, it's got even more than that. As in that's something that they're deliberately designed to create? Yes, and you can Put them in the microwave so then you can just take a little edge off so there's a kind of steam outlet and you can actually microwave with them too so oh, they really are soup or something. yeah and yeah. freezer friendly so I would say if there oh, was wow. one product you were going to get okay. from this grid I would go for that okay noted thank you the lemon saver was also something that I can't believe I've never oh, yes, seen I've before got one of those. I, I just put <laughs> half lemons and limes just straight back in my fridge and I guess know. what they go wrinkly and dry and horrible and, oh, yeah, and yeah. then guess what you throw them away exactly yeah. spot on yeah. you can get an avocado saver as well yeah. so you know when you just use half an avocado there's one that looks like the other half with this pith 
Oh, I need that. Yeah. Well, Where'd if you leave the stone in as well, it's yeah. meant to help yeah. it yeah. stay green. Ooh. You've linked to lots of places here, but I have to say, you've just got to, you can do it all on Amazon. Amazon, Amazon or Lakeland has or it Lakeland, all, yeah. yeah. Uh, John Lewis probably has quite a good selection yeah. as well, doesn't it? I like the look of those soup and oh, sauce God. freezer bags. I agree with you, Heather. I'm not sure I would be confident enough to take that to work. Yes. Because I'd be scared of it bursting in my yes, bag. But for the freezer. Yeah. Yeah, if you're batch cooking big soups, which most of us probably mm-hmm, do, mm-hmm. it's the perfect way to store it. And baby boxes, food. baby yeah, food, baby food, and also juices. I've got a really small freezer. I've got one of those like little half freezers that I have space yeah. for a load of, yeah. of chocolate. So that's Ew. perfect. Yeah, that yeah. stack up really nicely. What else do we have? So there's the stream appliance vacuum sealer, which if you're going to really go seriously on this and you want this to become your whole new way of kitchen life I think this is a really good product it's actually quite a good price because you'll have it for years and years and years and you will be able to use it for all manner of different foods and you can just replace the vacuum bags when you need to and it means that you can store kind of freshly cooked meals if you've steamed some fish or some chicken and you just want it for lunch the next day you can know that it will be really fresh and then you can just take it into work in the in the vacuum bag or pop it in the freezer it's so, so it's like similar to the laundry or sort of clothes ones then like yeah so it sucks the air out um, and the then bags. yeah so yeah. satisfying you can buy meat like that can't you I can picture like a piece yeah. of meat in a vacuum pack yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah so it should I mean obviously the idea is it makes it last longer than it would normally sure. if it was mm. just in the fridge okay. I'd quite enjoy doing that I know yeah, it's just quite satisfying. yeah just a yeah. satisfaction like Georgina obviously this is specifically about kind of how to look after your leftovers but I love that basically everything is all kind of of the sustainable front as well and they're just it's all just becoming kind of part and parcel mm-hmm. now isn't it I have really noticed that voice in my head getting louder and louder every time I go to the supermarket often if I pop to the supermarket on my way home obviously I don't carry around my freezer bags that I keep in the boot of my car so I've just bought this a few weeks ago you know those little Waitrose bags for life oh that, yeah they, honestly good. it's literally palm size and I keep it in my bag now at all times and I, I've got this really strict rule with myself that as soon as I unpack it I have to put it straight back in my handbag yeah. so I've always got it it just starts to niggle away yeah yeah. yeah yeah it's true yeah anyway yeah. so if you are looking for more tips on how to sustainably look after your leftovers two features in one Georgina uh, <laughs> then have a look at the piece on the site Okay, we're going to wrap up with a bit of fashion now. What to wear to work in January is a question we get asked so frequently because when it's cold and you're feeling a bit sluggish, it's hard to pull your professional aesthetic together, isn't it? So we've rounded up our favourite pieces to help you look and feel your best in January, but also still be cosy and comfortable because we all know that's what's important. And the High Street has some really good options right now. I loved all the pieces in it's this nice, year. It's nice, isn't it? Leo actually put this together, so, which I think you can now tell by looking yes, at it. Now um, say, yeah, yes. so no, she's done a, lovely, a really good job. Heather, what was it in particular that you liked about this feature? What spoke to you? There were, well, some excellent dresses for a mm. star, but also I am in the market for a really nice oversized blazer, and I felt like this roundup had some really nice ones that were actually mega affordable as yes. well so there's a really nice boucle jacket uh, sort of houndstooth from H&M that's 34.99 mm-hmm. and then also one from Zara which is now 39.99 yes. and I think obviously I've not seen them in the flesh but just to look at them in the photos they look like they'd probably be over 100 yeah I agree Heather and also that stories blazer obviously they're oh, a bit more yeah. expensive but they have such an amazing selection of blazers right now in all different types of neutral colours so definitely have a look at them so in this really cold weather if you want to style a blazer could you do the layering thing and still look smart 100% I think they're such a good vehicle for making actually quite casual comfortable clothes look smart so I've just bought a pair of leggings actually on Zara which I'm waiting 
to arrive, but their leggings with a split hem Ooh, at the bottom, hello. which I saw in a, an influencer wearing something similar this weekend with an oversized blazer and a t-shirt. And she looked really smart and pulled together, but actually she was wearing a t-shirt and leggings just with the blazer over the top. So something like that with, oh, you could always wear a polo neck and then do a double-breasted mm. blazer done Ooh. up. Obviously a blazer instantly elevates anything you're wearing, but particularly at this time of year, it's a really good way to just wear your comfies and kind of smash them up a little bit. Mm. And do you think we should be going oversized? Definitely go oversized. The days of the kind of cinched waist, kind of single-breasted blazer are definitely over. You don't. That doesn't mean that you have to kind of drown yourself in them. There's there's that trend for the really kind of the big-shouldered mm-hmm. variety that's that kind of Frankie shop look, which won't be for everybody. So, but most places on the high street now have got that kind of double-breasted slightly more boxy kind of androgynous finish I think a lot of people are really scared to wear it but it does look so it don't I'm look scared great. to wear it because, because, I'm because short. short I knew you would say that because everybody says that well I'm short so I can't wear it but I honestly just wear it with a longer boot or you know something that's kind of got your ankles out to kind of balance out those proportions but yeah. what about blazers that I think blazers that finish kind of below you know that little bulge on your arm and your, yeah. and your yeah, head, know, well, yeah. saddle bag yeah. I always think if it goes whilst you want to cover that if anything's too long and you've got short legs it makes your legs then look even shorter. Yes, you don't want something somewhere between a coat and a and a blazer. So yeah. you need to find so a blazer. It's like a yeah, it's a very fine line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think if it sits just, I suppose it's where the crease of your bum is along yeah. your thigh. That's if it a sits, good length. That's probably a good okay. length because then it will hide that bit if you don't like that bit very much and it's really flattering and yeah it won't crop your legs kind of too short I think if you're that bit shorter Becky what have you been doing to stay professional but stay warm well I love a trouser because I live in jeans so if I'm going to elevate it it would Mm -hmm. be a smart trouser and you've got some really good Zara trousers over the last few months yeah I'm quite chuffed with myself but on this list I really like the and other stories they're cream Mm. blend twill trousers my thing with that though I struggle with shoes with a colour like that. Yeah, with cream. Because I feel like his black not a bit harsh against that. It can be. So you could wear, obviously depending on your working environment, you could wear a really nice white trainer. Okay. That. Imagine that with like a white t-shirt and a navy blazer. That obviously in the shirt's office, that would be appropriate. You could wear it with a blouse. Or if you wanted to smarten it up, add that blouse and, and a pointed cream shoe. Would be okay. Best. Or a, a cream flat of any kind. You okay. You could also wear a colour as well. But yeah, you're right. Not a black. Not a black. Um, but yeah, anything kind of matchy-matchy or... I think they're so nice. They are so nice. So those. I love nice. that. Like, again, those are like this really oversized cream trousers. You wear that with a big cream jumper mm. and some white trainers. Mm. That's smart, right? That's smart. And it's not jeans. And a good coat. And it's and not so you jeans. can do cream and white. Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, cream yeah, yeah. and white. Like, like navy and black. Exactly right. Exactly. I, I like was trying mix. to convince my daughter. Oh, <laughs> interesting. If you've got an old school daughter. <laughs> she was wearing her black flares and then she likes wearing her dad's jumper. So he gave her mm. this old navy jumper. She was like, well, look, clearly I can't wear it with oh, this. Oh, no. She can't. Actually, I think you might find she's <laughs> an ethical way to wear. Yeah, I think I wear navy and black most days. Actually, obviously not today, but most days I wear navy and black. <laughs> Can we just talk a minute about your outfit today? Because you look absolutely yeah. gorgeous. This is a really well. It's not really old. I bought it like last. We need to describe year. what you're wearing. It's a cream knitted jumper dress, but there's a lot of kind of slim jumper dresses around at the moment. And this is not that. This is like a, it's basically like a really oversized jumper that goes down to my ankles. It's, it's so super cozy. It's really, 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 really Thanks. Thank you. It's old mango. And oh, yeah, I haven't okay. seen any like it this season, I'm afraid. It was from, I think I bought it in September... 
2018. I remember when you first wore it, it was like, yes. Yeah, yeah, I was really pleased with it. The only reason that I haven't worn it very much, because it's so long, it's quite hard to find the right coat mm. length. And so today, because it's not freezing, I've worn it with an oversized trench, which is the same length as it, because nothing annoys me more than a dress that pokes like four inches out of a yeah. coat, which is not a good look. Anyway, so thank you. But I am very cosy and comfortable, though if you worked in a more corporate environment, it probably wouldn't be the most appropriate, would it? <laughs> if you are looking for appropriate work wear items, then do have a look at the feature on the site. I'm just going to end quickly by mentioning the wildfires in Australia that are still ongoing. We wrote a feature on the eight ways to donate to the fight against the bushfires. And within this feature, we rounded out the different charities who are all worthy of donations. So they included all the different fire services across the different counties that have been affected, as well as a koala hospital, Salvation Army and the Australian Red Cross. So if you're looking for a quick, easy way to help the crisis, then please do have a look at that feature. I think that's just about all we've got time for today. If you have any comments or feedback, then please do email podcast at sheerlux.com. We love hearing from you. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Goodbye. This is what renting furniture with Feather looks like. Pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and assembly included? Feather. Start renting at livefeather.com.